From the Rose Garden is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Hey, you got people coming in into town for Thanksgiving? Well, the Blazers are back home the night before Thanksgiving, Wednesday the 27th, playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Go on game time. Takes two taps to check out. And you and your family could go catch the Blazers live and then go eat turkey the next day. Sounds like a good plan. Game time app is super simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play Store or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. I'm Damian Lillard, and you're listening to From the Rose Garden on the Athletic Podcast Network. And welcome to From the Rose Garden, your Portland Trailblazers podcast on The Athletic. I'm your host, Dave DeFord, joined as always by my co-host, Jason Quick. Jason, New Orleans, did you have a good time last night? Actually, I did. I went to uh, the chart room after the game. and I love that. That is my favorite bar yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Amazing. Kind of unwound a little bit there after a pretty hectic day. So it was nice. I just made my morning. That's great. I, I thought that was my little secret. No, that's, I mean, it's like one of the oldest bars. In I know, the world, I know, right? I know. I, yeah. I actually, I found it accidentally like wandering around by myself and I love that place. Yeah. It's so yeah. great. It's great. How was the game though? <laughs> well, <laughs> not a good result, obviously for the no. Blazers, but I got to tell you, Dave, I was encouraged by what I saw from Carmelo Anthony. I think he's going to help this team. I think he's going to make this a better team. And I think it's hard to get a complete read on it because one, you know, he went through a, a, basically a walkthrough with the coaches right. early in the morning and he, and he knew like five plays. And then two, he didn't play with Damian Lillard. And I think, you know, as Kent Bazemore said in my piece this morning, this is going to be a problem for teams because they're going to run a bunch of 1-4 pick and roll and teams are going to have to decide, you know, do we want Mello posting up our guy? or And if they don't, then that's going to leave Damon CJ to uh, create and have an open shot. So I'm going to be real interested to see once Damian comes back. And I would imagine he'll be back for Thursday's game at Milwaukee. But I'm going to be uh, interested to see that, that kind of uh, pick and roll chemistry develop between those three guys. Yeah, and you know, Carmelo is is a surprisingly good screen setter. Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like we we really just criticize the stuff that he doesn't do, and we don't talk enough about the things that he does well. He's a good rebounder. I mean, he didn't show up last night, but but he is traditionally a pretty good rebounder for his position. Um, we all know that he can get a basket if you need one. I just don't want to see him fall into his old habits offensively on this team. And, and I will start Are you talking now, about the isolation and stuff, isolation and things like that, because this team is at its best when, you know, when Damian Lillard's the one doing the isolation or CJ McCollum and, and Carmelo yeah. is like 
maybe the third option end of shot clock you you got to get a shot up okay that's not bad but you don't want to just go to that yeah you know terry stotts has been making a point that in his flow offense that there's not not really a set place you just kind of read and react right. and mellow from what everyone says and i could i could see it last night is a very intelligent player i thought he made a couple really good passes that yeah on whiteside just botched completely but I, I was really impressed with the overall package of him. He was talking a lot on defense. He was aware of what was going on. And I know he gets so much uh, crap about his D, but I thought he was really attentive and involved and communicative uh, on defense. And then, you know, his final stat line, 4 of 14, there were at least two plays where he got hammered or yeah. a lot of contact and they, they just let it go. And some people think a third one, too. So, you know, four for 14, it could have been four for 11 with six free throws. Yeah, and, I'm not you know, all of a sudden we're talking about a 16 point performance and yeah. how, how great he looked. I'm not too concerned with with going four or 14. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, like there's rust, right? Like I'm more worried about the shot selection. He took a few contested shots that maybe he didn't have to like again. This is a weird team. CJ McCollum takes those contested shots all the time. Damian Lillard takes those contested shots all the time. I, I just don't know if Carmelo is as good of a shooter as those guys right now. And so I'd, I'd rather see him get those looks, like you said, in the flow and, and making plays when they're when they're there. Um, yeah. But he forced it a little bit. But it's fine. You know, like one game, you can't take away too much. Um, the The high usage rate, you know, 33% usage rate in one game. Pretty high. I don't think it's going to be like that when Damian Lillard's on the on the court. Right. Um, but that is a little bit concerning. But, you know, big picture, if we take one step back, you know, what was just an absolutely gaping hole for the Blazers at power forward? Now they look okay because Nasir Little, instead of playing 30 minutes, is going to be around 20, 23, which I think is probably appropriate for him. Right. And Carmelo will fill the other. You know, they'll split those two. and. Nasir again last night was very, very productive. Yeah. You know, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Team high plus nine for one game, which, while it's not the greatest stat in the world, can tell you quite a bit. Yeah. And the thing that I like about Nasir is you notice him. He's active. He's right. always up around the rim on rebounds, fighting for stuff, keeping balls alive. And last night, he hit both of his threes. And that was kind of his big bugaboo uh, coming into that game. I think he was three for 16 or something on the season from three. If this kid can develop that three-point shot, boy, uh, he's going to be a real find. So, again, though, the bigger point is where they were just getting zero, like almost right. zero production out of power forward. I can see the, some light there now where I think they're going to get some offense and rebounding uh, from those two guys, Anthony and and uh, Nasir, so that's a that's a plus for this team. But still, I think there's some widespread problems, uh, and it all starts on defense for the Blazers. And and this is the concern about adding Carmelo to the mix. I mean, you said last night he was very communicative. There were times early on in the game, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think they were in a zone. Yeah, and I think Whiteside didn't realize. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Whiteside didn't realize they were in a zone, and Carmelo was actually reminding him. So. I wonder if Stotts put in some zone to actually help Carmelo, you know, kind of get back in the game flow. I don't know. Do you know? Did you 
notice I, that I, or ask? I don't know that for sure, Dave. There was so much going on last night just to, <laughs> trying to capture his his uh, arrival. But yeah, if there was one kind of complaint or criticism I have after watching Carmelo's return, yeah. it was that he did not move very well on defense, I thought. I, I thought he right. was very stiff and slow. Uh, and so that will be probably a concern. And another thing is New Orleans never went at him, really. They no. never put him in pick and rolls. And so we didn't really get to see. That's been the big the big thing about him, you know, obviously from the Utah-Oklahoma City playoff series and then his short-term time with uh, Houston, teams would just exploit him in the pick and roll. And we, we didn't see that at all last night. So yeah. uh, I'm sure Milwaukee – Cleveland and Chicago in these upcoming games will probably put him in that in those situations more. Yeah, I'm really curious how he's going to deal with you know getting switched onto Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, <laughs> I I just don't see that going well. But then again, I think honestly they need to start Nasir. You got to I think you've got to match up Nasir Little's minutes to Giannis on Thursday night because. Uh, while while he doesn't give you the scoring, I, I do think he gives you the the effort on defense. Like he's yeah. you know he's might be stronger. I, Carmelo's a strong guy. Like you actually like again another thing that people just don't realize about him. He plays yeah. a pretty strong game, but I just feel like Nasir gives you a little bit better chance. It, it's not going to happen, Dave. He, he's going to start <laughs> Carmelo, and and is that is, is that just it until Carmelo is, is unless Carmelo is off the team? Is I think he starting? So. I think so. And and here's the reason. I mean, the big reason they got him, obviously, is not for defense. They got right. him to help Dame and CJ. Right. Early on in the season, teams have just been loading up on those two. And it's, you know, they've reverted back to what happened in the playoff series where Dame and CJ are exerting so much energy just to get the ball out of their hands to, to an open guy because no one's respecting the players that they have out on the wings. So this, they want him paired with Dame and CJ to make it easier on them. They feel like they can be a really effective offensive, you know, kind of unit with those three working together because, you know, we talk about the defense, the defense is in, in the lower third of the league, but also their offense is right around the middle. And this right. was supposed to be an elite offensive system uh, with these players coming back. But uh, it just hasn't. So they're they really feel like they need to get Damon CJ rolling, and the way to do that is to uh, provide some some relief or, or a, a distraction, so to speak. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit the shelves, the ones that you get an app alert for, but you're always too late? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out. From the latest Yeezys to retro Jordans to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, and Kith. StockX allows users to buy and sell pre-owned, excellent condition luxury handbags and watches from brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, Rolex, Omega, Tudor, and more. Want in on all the hype? Check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's stockx.com slash bball. Check it out. Speaking of Dame, he missed he missed last night's game with, with yeah. back spasms. Gotta be a little troublesome. He'd been struggling uh for the five games 
since he scored 60 points, shooting 33% from the field, 25% from three. But really, I mean, a rough stretch for him in general uh, for his career, uh, much less for this season where he had been so incredible. Are, are we worried all about the rough yeah rough shooting? shooting. He, yeah, yeah. His not assist play. numbers have been very good. Absolutely, he's, he's continued to play the right way. But yeah, you know this the back injury um, came out of the blue for me, and, and I've been talking to him extensively after every game. But that's Dame. He he's not a guy who kind of makes his injuries or bumps and bruises known. He just plays through it. The frustrating thing for me is that <laughs> he was experiencing back problems during the Houston game and Terry Stotts knew that and still put him in the fourth quarter of a game that they were trailing by 24 points. And I tried to grill Terry about this after the Houston game, not even knowing that Dame was experiencing the back problems. And he said, well, Dame wanted to go in and I I always believe my team can come back, but wow, look at that. You got to figure the minutes that he played in the fourth, couldn't I mean obviously couldn't have helped his back situation so I thought that was a really curious decision by Terry Stotts you know obviously Damian Lillard is the franchise uh but I didn't get a chance to talk to Dame uh last night again it was just bedlam in the in the Blazers locker room it there was so much media in the locker room that they had to shoo everyone out and have a separate press conference for Carmelo outside in the hall but while everyone was waiting for him to shower and stuff, it was so crowded that the other players couldn't get to their lockers and couldn't get dressed. So they had to shoo everyone out and say, Carmelo will speak outside in the hall. So in all that confusion and chaos and weirdness, uh, Dame kind of slipped out and I, I didn't get a chance to, to really talk to him about what's going on with his back and how serious it is. Even despite missing a game, he is still second in total minutes this season. And number one is CJ. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, this is a concern I've been voicing and, and you, you know, kind of echoed it to a certain degree. I mean, they've got to figure this out because these guys are going to run out of gas. We've just seen it over and over again with, with players playing this sort of minutes load that by the time the playoffs roll around, and this is a team that can still make the playoffs. I mean, it's five, five and 10 is not the end of the world. I mean, we're, we're it's approaching, yeah. okay? But we still have time to deflect the meteor. But those minutes have got they've got to figure out a way to be more impactful in fewer minutes, or figure. Out, I mean, they've got to figure something out. And this is, I think, what you're getting at with Carmelo, is that maybe because of his scoring, you could put him out there with Anthony Simons, and you've yeah. got enough scoring on the court to give those guys an extra three minutes off, you know, a game. Yeah, and and also, you know, the minutes that he is playing could be less stressful right. with a guy like Carmelo making it easier on him, creating more spo- space. He's not, you know, splitting double teams or just being involved in so many pick and rolls. Uh, I, I think in a way that can make it easier for him if he if it's just a less stressful offensive attack every every possession. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like Carmelo is pretty good in that that little mid range isolation, mid post post up, yeah, and, and that can give your entire offense and defense a little bit of a break if you want to if you want to burn a possession here and there, you know, just to let him work a little bit. Uh, 
I, I think we're going to see Carmelo in the post a lot. I mean, judging yeah. from last night, and and he's really effective in there. He he really likes that, and uh, I think if he gets a, a kinder whistler whistle, he'll be really effective. Did they just forget that he was Carmelo Anthony, the referees? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's that's just one of those things. I mean, there's like I said, there was at least two where it was like, whoa, they didn't call anything there, and. Uh, and they were pretty upset. The Blazers, obviously, Carmelo was upset, and the Blazers kind of. I remember one in particular where everyone on the bench just stood up with their arms up, going, "What the hell?" So we'll see. We'll see how he's how he's whistled uh, moving forward. But uh, again, are, though, I, I I really I'm I'm a little taken back on my social media at least at how blah people are about his performance. I I left that arena going, "This guy is gonna help." He's really going to help this team. Um, it's because people he, just look, they just only look at the results and they don't yeah. think about the context of like, this guy hasn't played in an NBA game in over a year. And he was that good. And he was I pretty mean, good. He, I don't know. I, he I looked, here's what I'd say if, if I was criticizing him, right? He didn't look like he was in game shape, but of course he's not because he hasn't played an NBA game. Right. But like, so he wasn't in peak condition. That's a, that's a criticism you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he missed shots, but of course he was going to rust. Okay. And maybe didn't have any, any juice on defense. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I don't think you can knock what he was doing offensively. It was pretty clear. He was drawing attention yep. and that's his number one job. And he hit his open threes. That's right. And that's, that's number one. What this team needs is mm-hmm. just when you have an open three hit it. And he's going to get open threes with Damon CJ when he's playing with them. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be team. So early on in this game, it was pretty clear Stotts wanted to get Carmelo a bucket. I yeah. don't know if it, it stood out to you. Uh, they ran him off that little short curl to get him that free throw yeah. line jumper. I, I wonder if that's something we'll see for the for the at least short term, where it's like, you know what, let's see if we can get Melo going early on. Yeah. As long as it doesn't completely disrupt our game, if you know, if we can get him a couple baskets early, then yeah. maybe he, you know, yeah, it's nice I, and hot, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's one of Stott's favorite plays to open a game. Right. Um, I, I'm not a nerd, so I don't. I can oh, thanks. Back and, <laughs> I can probably go back and chart it and, <laughs> and stuff, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's one of his kind of uh, pet plays where he he really likes that play to open up. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Carmelo get that shot a lot in particular. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it could actually, you know, could be useful. I mean, think about Whiteside, right? When Whiteside starts out. Well, right now, I'd rather not think about Whiteside. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to jump into it too hard. But I thought like, I thought last night was one of Whiteside's worst games. I, absolutely. The, and the guy, for a guy that hasn't had a lot of good games, that was the worst game he's played all year. Yeah, and then he had fourteen and fourteen. Right, and, and again, it, it, it. This is why you have to look at more than, than the box score. Right, but when you know, if if people listening want to know what we mean when we say Empty that he, a guy could go fourteen and fourteen and contribute nothing, that game against the Pelicans is a perfect example. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it time to be worried about Kent Bazemore? Ah. <sighs> Well, I would say no. I, it, I I think we probably have to readjust our expectations 
I, I think he's still really helpful on defense. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, but his shot is just, it's just not consistently there. I, I feel like he's hitting threes. What did he hit last night? Three point. Yeah, three he of was five from three, three of five. five. Three three point range. Three of eight. He's overall. he's he's around thirty five percent for the season. Yeah, and that's that's average. And so, I don't know. Worried. I, I think that's probably too strong. I, I think we probably have to adjust our expectations and know that he's not going to be a you know lighted up type guy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not overly down on on Kent Bazemore because I, 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 I think he gives this team something, particularly on the defensive end. I mean, uh, listen, adding Carmelo, they now have 11 guys that can really play rotations in the rotation and Anthony Tolliver, who we've decided can't. So they yeah, actually now I, have some bodies. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've seen Hizonia is getting uh, pinched now, too. I think he, well, he was 13 minutes last night. I think he was five or something like that the game before. Yeah. Uh, I think we're about to see the end of the Mario Hazonia getting meaningful minutes. It'll be a sad day. Send him to Houston. I've always wanted Hazonia to play for Mike D'Antoni because I I think Mike D'Antoni can speak his language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just my own because I'm still on Hazonia Island. All right. I want him to do well, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, it's just it's just not coming to fruition. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer. Anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, I can't really think of uh, anything. I mean, we're we're getting into the danger zone here, Dave. Five yeah. ten, you know, second to last in the West. You're already six, seven games behind the leaders. Uh, and now you're going to Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, well, this is that. I mean, we were worried about this road trip. It, there were this. The Pelicans game was supposed to be the easy game. Right. You you were thinking that three and three at worst. You went right. Pelicans, Cleveland and Chicago. Now, I don't know if any of them seem like your favorite to win. Yeah. You know, they, this is, they're at a point where any win is going to be a good win now. So. It, this is getting really, this is getting really dangerous. Well, hopefully, hopefully they can hang on for us. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for the this week, and uh, we have a special episode coming out next week uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, so, uh, if you got any questions or anything, hit us up on Twitter, and, and we'll uh, try to work them into the next show. Jason, thank you, sir. All right, David. Everybody, thanks for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a, a review if you if you like the show. And I guess they still do five-star ratings. So uh, definitely do that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more from the Rose Garden. Rose Garden.